Hey everybody, it's Mike Brickheim. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Madiv's Getting to Know Podcast, a very special Women's History Month celebration. We're joined by five different women from five different places around our planet today. Let's start with introductions. Deanna, I'm going to start with you. Give us an overview. Tell us your name, what you do, and where you are. Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Diana Villarreal. I'm the finance director at Itasa Americas in Mexico. Um, I'm in the state of Querétaro, and I'm part of the Release Liners business unit. Thank you, Diana. We'll get back to you here shortly. Lere, give us some background. Hi, everyone. So my name is Leire Garcia, and I am working for Itasa, also for the Release Lighters Business Unit, based in Inandoa in Spain. And my position is executive assistant to the president and also in charge of marketing and communication. Thank you very much. Ursula. I'm Ursula, based in Poland. Uh, I'm uh, leading HR, actually being the HR business partner for two business units. One is uh, filtration and the second one is uh, engineered papers. Now, Ursula, do you have a last name or last names or are you like Madonna or Cher where you just go by the, the, the name Ursula? Of course, I'm, I'm Jaro <laughs> Ursula Jaroszkuberska. Which will be difficult to pronounce for you. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I appreciate you playing down to my level. Uh, Victoria. Hello, everyone. My name is Victoria Apenting. I'm the Senior Manager of Marketing Services at Nina, and I'm based in Alpharetta, Georgia. Kati, give us your name, what you do, and where you are. My name is um, Katrin Sampichler. I'm located at the Weidach Mill in Germany. And I'm responsible as a sales director for HVAC and APC and life science. So I'm within the filtration BU segment. Well, thank you all for taking some time with us today to talk about your experience. The first question, I'd love to understand, keeping it really positive to start here. Kati, what is the most awesome thing about being a woman here at Madif? I think about all the opportunities that we have as women at MADIF. Regardless, I think of the gender, I think um, people don't care much about the gender. It's really about your capabilities, about your talent, um, and growth opportunities will present yourself. And I think I heard it before, but I think having Julie as a female CEO is really great, having a role model to see that it can work. And I think that's a gr really great role model for all women um, at MADIF. Great. Thank you. Diana. I believe the, the awesome thing is that um, I've seen that my voice is heard, that I, I'm taking into account, that my ideas are, you know, uh, taking into account and becoming actions. So that's such an awesome thing here at Madev. And also we have such a great road, mo road model, right? We have a woman CEO. So that, you know, gives, gives us hope that we can be there also one day. Thank you, Diana. Larry, what would you say about that? Very connected to what Diana said. I really feel that we have the same opportunities, no matter who we are. So I feel that it's an open field for everyone. Thank you. Ursula, anything you would add? Uh, definitely, but just following, uh, following girls before. First of all, being a woman in a business environment generally is awesome. 
because we can be really strategic, very well organized, multitasking and empathetic. Being a woman at Matif is natural and easy. Why I'm saying so, it's not always something taken for granted. Not everyone and not everywhere women can feel like we are fully respected, uh, equally treated, uh, heard and supported. Thank you, Ursula. Victoria, I think you're the newest addition of this group to Madiv. What's been awesome about being a woman at Madiv for you? I would honestly say feeling that validated um, as a woman here. I, the opportunities that are here seem to be honestly endless. And even from the point of being recruited for this role and noticing like it was actually post-graduation from um, my MBA program that it kind of clicked. Like Matt had reached out to me in regards to the experience that I have, the hard work that I've put in over the years, and they recognize that and they see that. And they literally reached out to me in regards to what I had been doing over the years to get this far in my career. So I think it's something to say that not only do they recognize women's capabilities here, but also our opportunities for growth here seem to be endless. Like there's so much we can do. So definitely appreciative of that. Thank you, Victoria. Deanna brought up, I think, an interesting point that I'd be remiss if not to touch on. How big a deal is it to have a woman CEO as a woman leader here at Madif? Um, you know, it shows um, that, you know, it's, uh, it's an opportunity that, I, that we can work hard to get into a leadership position, you know, where you can lead a whole organization and a business. And, you know, I believe most of us being a woman in, in, in our countries might be hard and we have to prove harder who we are. So the fact that we have someone to look up to like that, it's, it's really great because it tells you that you, as they say, you know, all the girls here, we have the same opportunities and we're taking into account for who we are, what we are a prof as a professional and the capabilities that we can show. So that's great. Larry, do you have anything to add to that when you look around and see Julie in that corner office? I think that it's not uh, casual having a woman on top because there is a, a kind of imprint on the way that things are done. And we can feel that through all the organization. Um, how she sees things, it's how we will see them. And it's a she. That's great. That's great. Ursula, you've spent some time with Julie. What, what's your experience with that? It's, it's really important to me. And it's actually showing, uh, you know, how women can grow in the organization, how they might be respected and how we can grow. And it's not only Julie, actually, look at, you know, let's look at a lot of leadership positions that are taken by women here. So it's really the hope for, for the girls, uh, you know, I would say from the really low level until the until Julie, you know, we have the opportunity, we have the uh, growth path. Great, Victoria. Anything you have to add there? Just to add on, Paula, I definitely agree. I feel like it's not only inspirational but also very much so empowering to have a CEO that is a woman. It showcases honestly what the company is about, like giving the opportunity when it is well-deserved and realizing that women are capable of doing it all. Um, I come from 
some in college where it is all women. It's an all women um, college. And just coming from that undergraduate experience and now being in the real world and seeing that it's translating over into just the workforce and having that representation, it definitely means a lot. And it showcases that us as women, we can honestly do it all. Like we are capable of all the things. So I love seeing that. All right. I'm going to reverse the order up a little bit. Victoria, talk to us in the listening audience about what, what, what you've experienced to be the biggest challenges in your career being a woman? Have you bumped into, in, into big obstacles? So I definitely feel like over the course of my career, there have been cases where I've had to prove myself um, and prove my capabilities, prove what I can do. Um, and that in itself is a challenge. I think as women, we go in and honestly, in my opinion, I'm never, I never back down, um, to, to those challenges. Like I'm absolutely for it. So when, if there are cases where I need to prove myself or if there's situations where, um, I feel like I might be underestimated, um, I have no problem going in and being like, okay, actually this is how you do it. And it's done. Um, and in those challenges, when you, you see like, okay, I either this is a test or this is something where as a woman, it doesn't necessarily always feel good to have to be in those kind of predicaments. I think you overcome those challenges by realizing your power and all the things that you do and all the work that you put into where you are, um, letting that be your power and just going forward with that. Ursa, what are the biggest challenges you've faced? Yeah, I can tell that, you know, since the beginning of my career, I was facing those challenges. Being a woman in the, you know, business environment and especially on the managerial positions with all of the men around. And I can tell you, here in Poland, it it was not obvious. And it was really rare to have women in the managerial positions in the past. So, So I had to prove myself a lot over those years i had to work harder i know i had to work i have i had to work over hours a lot but i never gave up and i think you know this is you know how we are as a woman we are so strong that we can uh, we can overcome it i can tell you on the other hand that i never had this feeling at motive which i'm really happy of and which i'm really proud of i'm very happy about that too thank you ursula Larry, big challenges that you've bumped into? I think that like all the women that we are here uh, sharing our, our experiences, we have, we have all lived those situations. I can remember, and it's not that far, like 12 or 15 years ago, that I still had to hear the, the comments of, oh, it's a pity that you are not a man because you have the courage, but you're not a man. And so it's something we have to live with. And I can also say that it's the first time that I'm in a company in which I haven't heard never, never any comment that is positioning me in a different way in which a man could be positioned. I am only valued at Matif because of what I do and, and because of what I could do also, given the opportunities. So, but yes, society is changing a lot 
And hopefully, I think that the girls today who are 15, 20 years, when they arrive after their 40s, hopefully this won't happen anymore. That's great. Thank you, Larry. Gatsi, what have been your experiences on this front? I think the biggest challenges for me were not internally. I think that's pretty good here, but externally. As a young woman, um, so in addition being a female, also being young in the business, um, being underestimated, having to prove yourself um, in, in regards to like when talking to customers, to suppliers, um, at trade shows and so on. I think that these are definitely situations when it's sometimes tough for women, when you do get a lot of comments that are maybe not uh, not okay. And I think dealing with those situations definitely have been a challenge, but I think um, especially for the point in regards to underestimation, I always use this as an, as an opportunity to grow and to kind of um, show and prove that, that you're much better than what their first thinking was. Thank you, Kati. Diana, anything you would add? Um, I, I agree with all of them. I've been on the same uh, you know, situations, uh, not here in Madiv or Aditasa, but I had to face those kind of things as well. In my previous job, I was a young female, 29, getting into a management position, and I had men like were older in my team and it took me about two years to get the respect to, you know, say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here because I know I, because I am capable of. So, um, part of the things that we have to challenge every day to ourselves and to all our teams is like, Hey, we're girls, we can do it. We can prove it and we can do a good job. Right. So, I think that has been um, great at Matter, but as uh, Katya said, it's a challenge that we face every day out there. Larry talked about the fact that, quote, society is changing. We've got six different countries and probably 10 or 12 different languages covered just here on this call. Very different cultures. Victoria, have you bumped into things in your culture that have made being a woman in, let's face it, we're a manufacturing company. That's not usually viewed as the most forward thinking kind of industry. Have you bumped into things that have made things particularly challenging or are you seeing the trends that Larry was, was, was talking about in a, in, a, in a positive way? In my opinion, I'm seeing the trends in a positive way. Um, and that's, that is honestly saying that we have come such a long way because in this industry, I definitely am feeling, you know, the support just even on this, you know, interview today with everybody, just seeing everyone and how you said we are from various places, speak different languages and just seeing this, it, it goes a long way. Like it showcases how we've come so far and, seeing all of like the leadership within Madden that is representative of us, is reflective of us as women, um, I think is representative of that. So I definitely think we are trending upward and hopefully we will continue to. Larry, any other cultural changes you've experienced in your, in, in your careers uh, for the positive? I would say that, that there are many because, for example, as a woman, it was also a problem getting to the 40s. And when you were a woman and you arrived to the 40s and maybe you wanted to, to jump in your career or, or to change, to change the step in your career, 
you were starting to get old. And now the more and the more I see, and not only for women, but this was particularly hard in women, that it doesn't matter the age, it's experience and what you can give to the, to the organization. And I think that it's also changing together with the vision and the treatment towards the woman. I'm pleased to hear that generally you guys are talking about, what, regardless of your legacy company, that you feel like this has been a good place for you to work as a, as a female professional. Um, what is it that you think we're doing well in your experience uh, from, from being an employer of choice for women? Kati? I think for me, it has a lot to do with being flexible and adjusting to the schedule of women and maybe specifically mothers. Um, I'm not even a mother myself, but I've, I, I saw it here a lot in Vaidach where um, opportunities were offered for people also to take leadership positions regardless of what their schedule looked like. And um, it was made because they, people saw the talent and um, the growth opportunities that they had. And so they offered them, is, is, it, is it job sharing? Is it working from home? Just those models, I think, really allows women to work um, even if they have kids. And I think that's that's really a big step. And I think that's really mad if, and I, think, I, I don't see that just see that in Germany. I see that at a lot of sites that this is happening. So I think that's really great. Thank you, Kati. Ursula, what do you see from, from that standpoint? Like, what are we doing well to make this an employer of choice for women? Yeah, actually, following what Kati said, I'm. this is what I experienced because I had two my babies while working for the company. And I can tell you, it, is, it was the time of my, you know, biggest growth when it comes to my career. So definitely, you know, flexible, flexible, you know, working not only hours, but the way we work. To help um, to help women grow, even in this period, right? Which is, which I believe uh, it's the most beautiful for for women. But again, uh, you know, going back to what we said at the beginning, you know, we are setting, you know, as a company having Julie as a CEO, we are setting the stage. So it's really visible that uh, you know treating women equally and uh, you know women being really respectful in our organization. It's our DNA. It's the company DNA. Is the company part of the culture? So, by 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 definition, already. Thanks, Ursula. Diana, what would you add? Um, also, that we have uh, this month celebration that we're having this podcast that you have invited us, and um, also that you know these these kind of spaces for women are are, are you know are here. And I think we can explode it, uh, you know, so much more. I don't know if you know, but, you know, 50% of the Itasas market is in personal care. And most of the, you know, our sales in Mexico are in, uh, in the market of feminine hygiene. So the fact that we are, you know, um, by release liner as being part of taking care of women somehow and, fa and their families, I believe that's something that keeps me, you know, motivated and say, hey, Diana, you need to wake up and do your job because you're contributing. So the fact that we are in an environment where we are contributing to that for women, um, that's, that's really nice. That's great. Leira, you're in the same business. What would you say we're getting right for women in the workplace? I would say um, very connected to what my colleagues have said. Um, I think that for me, the most important thing is that 
to be given the opportunity, you're only assessed because of your talent. Is no, there is no condition of being a woman or not being a woman. That's not in the equation. And, uh, and it's something that you can touch because you can see it because we have a woman CEO and also because the company um, the company is giving is treating us the way that it could be treating a man or anyone but it's also concerned about the position of the woman in society so it's doing for example this woman's month and hopefully one day we won't need that but for the moment we need that and so the company is still taking care of this till it's necessary. Thank you. Victoria, what would you add there? Well, everybody has said basically um, all of my thoughts and sentiments. I think it's not only about the representation. We clearly see that, like, even on this call today. Um, and with our CEO and all of the various leaders who are women here. Um, but I love hearing about the flexibility of work schedule. I am new to the company and I've already seen it with different women who have, you know, experienced either motherhood or just different life changes. It might not necessarily be motherhood, but you might have to be dealing or helping out with family and things of that sort. And just seeing that the company, you know, creates a safe space for women who have to do these things. And and want to do these things and still want to have a career and be amazing and be great and do all the things. They create a safe space for us women to do that. And that's very empowering because a lot of the time as women, it's concerning when you're trying to juggle life as well as a career and you want all the things. Sometimes some companies make it feel like that's sometimes impossible. Madden does not. Madden makes it clear that we can, we'll find a way to make it happen. And, you know, it is about showcasing, like, your experience, your talent, and what you can bring to the table. But also, you know, having the opportunity and the safe space to know that a company backs you up when you have certain life situations occur, that makes you even feel empowered to work even harder or, or be able to do your job even that much better. So I think Maddie does an amazing job of that. And even just this podcast alone, I mean, it's showcasing like you guys care about what our opinions are, what we have to say. So thank you for the platform to, to do that. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. Victoria, I want to stay with you for a second. Um, I'm a white dude in America. So early in my career, I had this privilege that I didn't even know I had. I didn't have to look around to see if there were other people, quote, like me in a meeting, there just were. So as you think about your career and kind of what your journey has been, is there someone who's played a particularly important role in kind of helping shape your, your career, your journey? Absolutely. So um, I would start off with, for sure, my parents. Um, my mom in particular, um, and I'll speak about my dad as well, um, because when you speak about just as being a black woman um, in these spaces, um, it definitely is something where my parents have instilled in me since I was born, honestly, that 
I'm capable of anything and everything that, you know, in this life and in this world, sometimes you might have to work that much harder. Sometimes you might have to do things and prove yourself in ways that, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult, but the capabilities are always there. You, you know, like my parents instilled in me who I am as, as a woman, as a, as a black woman and my mom just seeing her work ethic over the years, juggling being a mother on top of, she was a registered nurse and doing all of that, like four kids plus being a registered nurse and making, like just making it look so easy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm currently just working full time. And um, that in itself is a, a job. So, you know, on top of that, seeing the work ethic of my mom and all that she's done over the years, I'm like, wow, you know, if I can just have just that much, just even a fourth of what she has within her, like I can just keep it going and and be that much, you know, greater. And then my dad growing up when I was younger, he always used to tell me like, both my parents are Ghanaian, so I always like to do their accents. And my my dad would be like, Akosia, that's my Ghanaian name. He'd be like, Akosia, you know, as a black girl, you always want to... um, you always want to recognize like your environment and realize that you will be put in spaces sometimes that might be harder, that might have to make you prove your worth. And just know that you are able, you are powerful, you are capable, and you will do all the things that you're looking to do. And I believe in you for that. And so that has translated into who I am today. And um, that's definitely... Um, kind of where I've gotten that, I guess, power from um, and seeing like who I am today and representing that. Very powerful. Thank you, Victoria. Kati, is there a mentor who's gone before you and, and helped you in your journey? I think in general, I had a lot of mentors, depending on the situation. I never felt like I could pinpoint to one person that would really lead the way because I think depending on the situation I was in, it was a little bit different. But if I had to name one person, I'd probably say my sister, my older sister, because she really had to go before me and fight a lot of battles when I was growing up. And I was just kind of following her. With your parents or more broadly? With my parents, not physical fights, fights with that's what you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that was really like she was kind of paving the way for me and made it much easier when growing up. And then I was just following her. And that was especially when growing up and we're young. But I mean, she still has my back. And I think that's kind of nice when as a younger sibling, you can kind of like someone smoothest the way for you. And then I still have a younger brother. So I was kind of the middle child and like just was able to do my thing. And I'm really happy that or like lucky that that I had her and that she did that job for me. That's great. Thanks, Kathy. Ursula, same question for you. Yeah, you know, of course, you know, I could mention my parents, but, uh, you know, if I wanted to pick one that really changed, uh, you know, changed my life or, you know, helped me to grow is uh, one of my previous boss. I, by the way, I'm really lucky to all of my bosses, men or women, but, uh, but I had to I really want, <laughs> I know that. So I, um, uh, it was Vera. Uh, she, uh, you know, I was working with her 15 years ago. She really helped me grow and believe in myself. So at that point, I was in the, you know, on the way of my career when I 
stuck somehow and surely it threw me on the deep water and I think it helped me a lot to move on. And uh, she's still my mentor and actually a friend until now, living in U.S. So I have a great, you know, U.S. Uh, mentor and friend. And I would never be uh, where I am without her. Thank you, Ursula. Diana, is there a mentor that's been in your life that's helped helped you immensely? Um, you know, I've had a lot of bosses, and they I've learned from them as uh, really a lot. But I believe that um, my biggest mentor have, uh, you know, as um, Victoria said, my parents. Um, just to give you a context, my, both my parents come from a really poverty environment. They had to work since they were kids because they didn't have, you know, anything. So um, in, in this case, both of them, but my mom, I, I really look up to her because she has shown me compassion and always speak from my heart, raise my voice for the ones who are not, you know, they don't have the same opportunities. She founded like a special needs school that today is owned by the government. So she gave a lot of kids the opportunity to get an education, even though they are, you know, they have Down syndrome, autism, deaf or blind. So many of them have reached a career. Now today they are the heads of families and also they're working. So in Mexico, we have a lot of discrimination towards, you know, people with needs and, you know, she made uh, such a better world in her community. And I'm really proud of her. And I believe that that love and care has gone through me as well. So uh, the, my heart is not as warm as her, hers. But, you know, I, I, I think that has shaped me into who I am and what I want to be in, in my life. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, Diana. Lere, is there uh, someone who's helped pave the way for you? Absolutely. As Catherine said, many people, and I, I am lucky because I keep learning from everyone who is surrounding me, but I could point particularly to people, my father and my mother-in-law. My father, because men have a lot to see in the feminism and how we are seen, and my father has always teach me not to feel less because of being a woman and above all he he taught me how to not to look to the others because of the gender religion color just to see the others as humans and then my mother-in-law because she's been a, a businesswoman in a moment in which it was very strange being a businesswoman in spain um the dictatorship was very recent, and so she was the businesswoman while my father-in-law was the housewife. And, <laughs> and socially, it was very strange. <laughs> and so she made her own path, and it's been very inspirational for me. And for sure, imagine I have her at home for saying so. I continuously have her advices and her ideas, her opinion. So I'm constantly being coached by her and I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Lara. All right. As you guys know, the Getting to Know podcast is an audio experience, but I'm going to ask you all to close your eyes for a moment. Take yourself back. You're now a five-year-old little girl. Who is your hero? Ursula, talk to me. My mom. Definitely, my mom is my hero. She had a really difficult 
life, I would say. And she did it. You know, she never gave up. And, uh, you know, being a single mom, she helped me, you know, to shape myself, you know, to, to I'm, I'm here because of her. So I can tell, you know, she's my hero. She, she proved that everything is possible, even in the most difficult circumstances. That's great. Thanks, Ursula. Kati, you're five years old. Who's your hero? My first thought was my dad, which is a now not a female, but I'm talking about him anyway, I guess, because I think why That's should okay. we just talk about maybe female people that are our heroes? But sure. um, I think I was always amazed by how he was handling his life, how he was going through life, um, what he accomplished um, in his life and how he was treating people and getting along with people. And I think that's still really like my hero, I guess, that I'm that I kind of want to live up to that, what he has accomplished in his life. That's great. That's great. Victoria, how about you? I'm like, Mike, you're trying to get us most emotional um, today. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, when Ursula was talking about her mom, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, okay. Um, because absolutely, I will talk about my mom all day. Um, she is somebody who, I mean, selfless is not even the word. I, I cannot even put into words what as like as a woman how she is and who she is and she's just literally the person who not only gave me life but has allowed for me to be empowered to be the woman woman I am today because every single step of the way she was my biggest cheerleader like even when she had three other kids um and Katty um was it Katty no it was actually Diana that spoke about this in regards to her um, mother creating the school for special needs kids. I have a younger sister who was also special needs and her being able to be a mother to every single one of us, plus have a special needs child, plus also work and do all the things that she has done up until this point while still being my cheerleader every single step of the way. I'm like, how do you do all the things that you do and still make me feel like your pride's possession and your pride and joy every single day. I literally owe it all to her. Um, so that is for sure. At five years old at any age, that is my hero for sure. Very cool. Diana. Well, I already talked, <clears throat> sorry about my mom, but uh, my dad is also my hero. He, he's such a great man. He's my confidant. He's kind of my best friend. And he has uh, proven that even coming from such a, you know, difficult background, he has given all for me and giving out education. So my dad absolutely is also my hero from my heart. I love him so much. That's awesome. Larry? Definitely my dad. <laughs> it's like very repetitive here. But um, he really, I am who I am. Thanks to him, I mean, the values that I have, the root of my identity is because of him. He is the best person I've ever met. And if he was not my father, he would be my best friend. I mean, it's someone I adore to be with. And uh, he is that generous. So uh, I'm so lucky for that. That's great. You guys are going to make me cry as the uh, oh, father of, of two strong, beautiful girls myself. So, oh. Although I'm pretty sure mine would, 
would note that their mom is their hero. Oh. So I, I don't know. I, I'll do a little self-reflection as a result of this discussion. Um, it would not be a getting to know podcast for Mativ if we didn't end with the three questions that we end every getting to know podcast with. I'm going to hit you guys with those kind of rapid fire right now. I'm going to start with you, Larry. What would you say is always at all times in your refrigerator? Cheese. I am addicted to cheese. <laughs> Any kind of cheese? like Absolutely. No limits. All right. No <laughs> limits on cheese. Diana. my guess is there might be a theme here. Diana, what's always in your refrigerator? Uh, I will say tequila, you know, but it's not on the fridge. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm so Mexican. I love quesadillas. You know, I could eat, uh, have breakfast and dinner quesadillas. So it's always corn or flour tortillas and cheese as well. Excellent. Victoria, what's always in your fridge? Drink-wise, sweet tea always has to be in the fridge. Food-wise, eggs. I can probably eat eggs with every meal. has to do with the fact that I'm Ghanaian. Ghanaians eat literally eggs with everything. So, yes, sweet tea and eggs. Gotcha. Ursula, what is in the fridge in Poland? For me, it's everything. I have three kids, different age, and husband who love to eat. And I love to cook. So I'm spending every free moment cooking because it's relaxing me a lot. So I need to have everything in my fridge every day. Sounds like a good place to be. Kati, what's always in your refrigerator? I'd probably say homemade jam, oh. which is always there. What kind of homemade jam? Depends a little bit on the season, but I think I always have strawberry jam for sure. Is strawberry the best one? Is that why you always have it? Um, it's the best, yes. And it's also something available that you can pick yourself. So I only make like jam out of fruits that I can pick myself. Okay, great. All right, Kati, I'm going to stay there with you for the second question. Amongst those who know you well, what would you say you're most famous for? I would say for being athletic, liking sports, and being competitive in that. Excellent. It's a good thing to be known for. Ursula, how about you? Um, I think multitasking. I can do many things at the same time with the same level of focus. So I can talk by phone, reading an article in the same time, and, and painting my nails. So this is, yeah, I think this is what I'm the most uh, famous for. It explains a lot about our team's calls when we do our one-on-ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Diana, what would you say you're most famous for? Um, I believe um, uh, they all know me because I love dogs. I have a crazy love for dogs and I rescue dogs. So I think everyone who wants a dog or knows a dog, they're like, hey, Diana, you love dogs. So yeah. Um, dog lover. Also a great thing to be famous for. Lere. So if we go to the serious part, um, I am also known like Ursula because I'm very multitasking. I, If I'm doing less than two things in a while, I think that I'm not um, taking the maximum benefit of my time. <laughs> and then I'm very well known because of my bad jokes. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Appreciate the candor. Victoria, what are you known for? Um, I would say pretty much famous for being a singer, to be honest. Um, no, completely joking. So I would say, um, if anything, people know me for my energy. Um, that's something that people always like talk about, like, when you walk into a room or, you know, like my friends will just 
either say that or my family will say that. I'm somebody that I like to leave an environment better than I like actually arrived. And so if that's just with a smile or just with coming in, having a positive attitude or good energy, I'm going to be that person to bring it. All right. Last question, Diana. What would you say you're most looking forward to right this very moment? Um, I believe uh, keep on growing professionally, uh, but mostly for me, it's trying to find that um, balance between life, work, and the things that I want to do. So I think that's what I'm up to right now. You know, just keep it steady, keep flowing, but, uh, you know, mostly be happy doing what I like and keep on doing, you know, my personal stuff that I want to do. So that's what I'm looking for right now. Just trying to keep it you know, flowy and happy and all in balance. That's what I believe. That's great. Thank you. Larry? Well, now my biggest dream <laughs> is to finish my master's degree in branding and communication because it's been tough <laughs> to do this sure. <laughs> in addition to work and blah, blah, blah. So I will be very happy today I finish this. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Ursa, what are you looking forward to most right now? Yeah, it might sound pathetic, but I'm looking for the end of the war in Ukraine. So this is something that keeps me up at night. And from the beginning of this conflict, I involved myself in providing different support for refugees that came to Poland and still still doing that. Uh, I'm still having, you know, the mother and her daughter in my house. So, you know, those refugees, these are mostly women and their kids. And I'm really proud of them. They are so strong. But no matter how we can support them, you know, they are missing their country. They wanted to be back. They are missing their husbands, sons, and and so on. And I really want, what I really want now is to, the real freedom for them. And at the end, you know, for me, I can rest and uh, sleep calmly. So. Thank you, Ursula. Kati, what are you most looking forward to right now? I'm really looking forward to of getting through the first phase of integration process of sorting through stuff, getting organized, learning and so on. So because I'm really excited about getting to work and finishing on the projects that we want to do and that we want to deliver, I think there are great opportunities for us, but we need to get through that process. And I I can kind of see the end of the the light at the end of the tunnel now to get to that. And I'm really excited um, to for that. Yeah. Amen to that. You're speaking my language there. Victoria, take us home. What are you most looking forward to right this very moment? I would say, honestly, continuing to live life. Um, And when I say that, it's just like in every aspect, whether it's like career-wise, personal-wise, like all the things that um, I'm looking to accomplish and the things in which I'm looking to achieve or just the everyday things, like just living life and seeing how they play out. Um, based off of what it is that I'm like dreaming about or looking to achieve, just seeing how everything plays out. I look, I look forward to it. So that's great. Thanks, Victoria. And thank you to all of you for what I think is probably the most powerful getting to know podcast that we've ever done. I appreciate all of your perspective and candor to say nothing of taking time out of your very busy schedules as women leaders here at Madiv. So thanks to all of you. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
Thank you, Mike, for the opportunity. Thank you, guys. Thank you. For those of you in the listening audience, thanks for your time as well. Hope you've enjoyed getting a glimpse into the lives of these five amazing women here at Madiv. Talk to you again in two more weeks.